is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, little noted story, little noted story, um, was reported on Friday, and basically dropped. You folks, we all, are worried about nuclear weapons? We talk about the possible use of nuclear weapons against us. And the Biden administration is about to hand nuclear weapons to the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran. And I'm not kidding. In fact, there was a superb report on Fox, as I said on Friday. And you need to listen to this, because this, this issue... Other than me and now Fox, nobody's discussing this. And one day you're going to wake up and say, how the hell did this happen? They're too busy character assassinating Casey DeSantis. And I'll get back to that. I notice most of the women who are attacking Casey DeSantis are as ugly as Bella Abzug ever was, Mr. Producer. They're slobs. They're pigs. Most of the men... They're slobs and pigs, too. They're jealous. They don't say a word about Dr. Jill. They don't talk about how Dr. Jill and Joe Biden hooked up, even though there's a lot of controversy around that. Isn't there press? Not a word. No. They defend Hunter Biden. Just look at their priorities. And by the way, the only Karen out there is Whoopi Goldberg. Her real name is Karen. She's the Karen. Casey DeSantis is a professional woman. She's a mother. She's a cancer survivor. She's a wife. Brilliant, beautiful, everything, every, virtually, every woman in the media is not. With a few exceptions here and there, of course. But not enough. You got MSNBC. 
It's all ugly all the time. You go to CNN. It's all uglier all the time. It's the truth. I think that's on their resume. Anyway, I want you to listen to this. Very important. About Iran. Go. Well, right now we're awaiting an update from the Pentagon as new evidence emerges out of Iran of the regime's nuclear weapons development. These new satellite images you're looking appear to show what experts say is an underground nuclear facility that's actually so deep beneath the Earth's surface underground it may be totally impenetrable by U.S. weapon systems. Chief National Security Correspondent Jennifer Griffin joins us from the Pentagon with new developments. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jillian. Well, new evidence shows worrisome progress at this nuclear facility so deep in the earth that it's likely beyond the range of conventional U.S. weapons, as you mentioned. The new site is in the Zagros Mountains in central Iran, not far from Iran's current uranium enrichment facility at Natanz. These new satellite photos and videos from Planet Labs over central Iran show what experts say is new construction that started in late 2020, shortly after a fire blamed on sabotage destroyed part of the old Natanz facility. Four entrances have been dug into the mountainside, two to the east and another two to the west. Each is 20 feet wide and 26 feet tall. Today, Israel's Defense Force chief issued a veiled warning. We are also closely examining the other ways to nuclear capability. Without going into details, there are possible negative developments on the horizon that could prompt action. We have abilities and others have abilities. Iran is believed to be as close as it has ever been to developing a nuclear weapon. Experts estimate that the new underground mountain facility is between 80 and 100 yards below ground, which is the maximum range of any current conventional weapons. Currently, they've been constructing an underground facility over the past two years or so, two, maybe three years. And this facility is much deeper than other underground facilities that we know of, uh, including uh, Fordo and Park Chen. For now, it's unclear what's in these tunnels at this mountain site. If Iran was to introduce uranium into the site, it would have to inform the IAEA. But the IAEA hasn't responded to any questions about the site so far. Experts fear that the site is going to be big enough to allow Iran to potentially enrich uranium at it. And uranium is what fuels a nuclear weapon. Since President Trump pulled out of the nuclear deal five years ago, Iran has said it is enriching uranium up to 60%. Okay, let's stop there. That's the one shot, kind of a cheap shot that troubles me. Don't leave, your, don't leave the spot there, Mr. Producer. Donald Trump had that country, that is the Islamonauts regime, hanging by a thread. By a thread. He put these bone-crushing economic sanctions on Iran, and he enforced them. They had nowhere to sell their oil. They couldn't get basic materials and so forth into the country. We had blocked them. We had blocked them through NATO countries, the European Union, that is, other countries. Even China and Russia dare not cross us. And it was working. And the people in Iran, who had nothing to do, the vast majority of them, with this throwback regime they rose up thousands of them were murdered raped tortured after a young teenage girl was murdered by security forces while she was in their 
clutches. And then comes in Biden. He turns his back on the violations of the sanctions. Then he lifts the sanctions for the vast majority of the sanctions. Then he sends in an America-hating Obama moron as the negotiator, this guy, Malley, who's trying to cut deals left and right, shows every weakness imaginable to the Islamo-Nazi regime. They even bring in Putin and the Russians to help negotiate for us. And while they're playing rope-a-dope with Biden and his cronies, that moron Blinken over there at the State Department, God, is he awful. And that bizarre-looking National Security Council uh, chief, Sherman, the Iranians are pressing ahead. So Trump had them on the run. He had them boxed in. Here's the thing. Michael Duran is a, a brilliant, brilliant man who writes about these things. And he wrote a piece not too long ago, and he pointed out the Obama deal did something no prior administration ever accepted. The Obama deal with Iran was premised on the basis that Iran would get a nuclear weapon, that the Middle East would be nuclearized, that there wasn't a damn thing we could do about it, that we should treat this as some kind of a regional issue, not an international problem, even though the Iranians don't view themselves as purely regional. I mean, why build ICBMs if that's your attitude? And by the way, why have bases in our hemisphere? Bases in our hemisphere, if that's your view, that it's regional. So essentially, Obama surrendered. And then he had one propagandist after another around him lying to the American people through the media. I have this in a number of my books because the evidence came out. One of them couldn't keep his mouth shut. He started bragging to the Washington Post. It's unbelievable. And he talks about how the media types were saps, lapdogs how they would take whatever they put out and run with it, just as they are today. Same dumb bastards. So Biden comes in, he double downs on the the Obama policies. And more than that, all his negotiations with the enemy, the Iranians, are in secret. Congress has no idea what's taking place. And he still wants to come up with a deal, a verbal deal, not even a written deal. And, again, violate the treaty clause of the Constitution of the United States. This is the problem. This is why I had huge problems with Bob Corker, Ben Sass, all these Republicans who went along with Obama to turn this into a statute in violation of the treaty clause, and even worse, Congress, under this statute, would have to vote to stop Biden. In other words, the onus is put on Congress rather than the other way around. And of course, a simple filibuster would kill that in the Senate. I don't mean to get into the weeds, but I'm showing you how this thing came to be. As I recall, the only Democrat seriously opposed to this in the Senate was Menendez. Schumer voted against it while he was organizing the Democrats for it. APAC 
which supposedly represents Jewish and Israeli interests in Washington, D.C., sat on the sidelines. And J Street, filled with self-hating Jews, they supported it, of course, since Obama did. And the moron in the White House, the moron in that White House who now runs the ADL, special assistant to the president, he supported it too. Anyway, this is a grave threat to the United States. And I want to tell you something. When those sanctions were imposed on Iran, <clears throat> and then the President of the United States withdrew from the agreement, I was at his home in New Jersey, Mr. Producer. Did I ever tell anybody this? And there were a group of people there, and he was having a number of people from his administration and elsewhere. And he summons me over. He says, Mark, come over here. I said, okay, sir, come over. He said, I'm going to do something I think you approve of. I said, what's that? I'm signing the document to get out of this Iran deal. I said, you are? And he was taping it for the media. Because he was putting it out. And after he signed it, he handed me the pen, Mr. Bridges. One of his famous Sharpies. And I took that Sharpie. And I gave it to my stepson, David Milstein. Because nobody has worked harder. Nobody. To confront this Iranian deal than him, as far as I'm concerned. And the people he worked with. Ambassador Friedman and so forth. But I know he's worked day and night to try and protect this country from that enemy. I didn't deserve the pen. He did. Let's continue. Go. Recently discovered the country has produced uranium at 83.7% pure. All right. So 83.7%. In other words, 84%. You know what the nuclear level is is of the uh, fissionable material? 90%. I've been warning about this now for weeks and months. Here we are on the precipice. Once they have it, they'll never let it go and we can't get it. I'm building to a point. Stay with me. Go ahead. 90% threshold needed for weapons-grade uranium. So what is the Biden administration doing? There's only one country who, that has the will and the capacity to take this on. Because once they reach 90%, the Iranians will start arming, not them, just themselves, but they'll start arming our other enemies. Just as they have with their drones. This is very relevant to us, is it not? What if they decide to put missiles in Venezuela? What are we going to do? You know, that's so far away. That's 7,000. I'm going to get another forever war. What the hell are we going to do? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so sick of this. It's a terrorist state. It's killed 
and maim thousands of Americans. It's a terrorist state. It's an Islamo-Nazi state. What if they put missiles in Venezuela? Think we're going to do anything about that? Just like the Chinese have a spy facility in Cuba? They're now in our backyards, folks. What are we going to do about this? It's very, very important. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA, 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. So why am I bringing this up, apart from the obvious? Why am I bringing this up, apart from the obvious? Do you know who Joe Biden's been attacking publicly? Who he's been sleezing against privately? Who his hemorrhoidics who surround him have been attacking? The Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran? No. The regime in communist China? No. The regime in Cuba or Venezuela? No. The regime in Russia? No. The democratically elected government of Benjamin Netanyahu. Wouldn't you want to work with the Israelis and Netanyahu, who is the Churchill of its time, to deal with the threat from Iran? More when I return. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
America's most powerful conservative voice. The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now. 877-381-3811. By the way, Amazon has cut the pre-order price of the Democrat Party Hates America by 38%, 40%. Now, those of you who've ordered and said, well, I didn't get 40%, you will get whatever the highest discount is when your book is delivered. So I want to encourage you to jump in, folks, because sometimes the more pre-orders that are purchased at 40%, I've seen them move it to 55% on my books. So I want to thank those of you who have. We're running considerably behind. I'm just very honest with you. Um, American Marxism. And yet I think this book actually, that, that's a fantastic book. I don't put down any of my books. But I just think this book is really, I don't even know how to put it. It's in a league of its own. And I'm really hoping that you'll jump in and the day it's released, it'll show up at your at your door. And I think once you get into literally the first chapter, you're going to be taken by this book. Don't be, you know, don't read the sourpusses on the comments. Oh, we have a fix. We're not going to, here, we're not going to roll over and play dead. Here, we're not going to just get into a fetal position. Here, we're not going to just be depressed and negative all the time. It's not going to happen. I mean, if that's your view, stay off my social sites and stop commenting. We have a country to save. We have children and grandchildren to protect from the Democrat Party. We have a border to secure. If you don't want to help, I don't mean you, you know who I mean, then get out of the way. But don't, don't interfere. I mean, that's worse than what Target was trying to pull, quite frankly, to dispirit you. To dispirit you. I can understand why you're dispirited, but we shouldn't have campaigns to dispirit ourselves. The Democrat Party Hates America is the book the Democrats fear the most, the corporatists fear the most, <coughs> the media will attack the most, and you'll know why when you read it. The cover is mild compared to what's in it. Compared to what's in it. Tremendous amount of time and effort's been put into this. This isn't a... You know, cut and paste job. There's no ghostwriters, none of that. Me, myself, and I. All three of me. So I want you to listen to this. So here, we're facing an Iran that's going to have nuclear weapons. Let me, let me just say this. I've touched on this before. North Korea. Deals were cut with Republican administrations, Democrat administrations, Tens of billions of dollars in aid, food aid, to help prop up this Soviet inbred regime. We even, we even convinced South Korea that we were going to take their nukes out. Did the same thing to Ukraine, by the way. Any country that has half a brain and it's an ally, don't give up your nukes. That's what's going to protect you. Not the use of them, but the fact that you have them. Now South Korea's naked, they don't have any nukes. Just like Ukraine's naked, they don't have any nukes. If they had the nukes, instead of having given them back to Russia, on our suggestion, among others, that Bill Clinton, another genius. 
there wouldn't have been an invasion. But that's not the point. We should be working closely with the one country, the one democratic country, that will do all the heavy lifting. All the heavy lifting. That will have all of its young men and women on the front lines. That will have all of its pilots vulnerable. That will have all its towns and cities attacked. But instead, Joe Biden is attacking Netanyahu and his government. Duly elected. Duly elected. In a democracy. We're not for autocracy. We believe in democracy, says the moron. Says the moron. And I, I would say this to the state of Israel if you comply with the demands of Joe Biden, you will destroy yourselves. You will commit Harry Carey. You will commit suicide. And they know it. Do you remember, before I get to this, Menachem Begin was a great prime minister in Israel. And there was this incredibly stupid senator by the name of Joe Biden who was chairing the Foreign Policy Committee, he was once chairman of the Judiciary Committee, had all these powerful posts. The man from Wilmington and Scranton. Of course, he wasn't from Scranton. He was born there, and they couldn't get out of there fast enough to go to Wilmington, which is sad because Scranton's a beautiful place. All right, let me go. So he threatens the Prime Minister of Israel back then, Menachem Begin, on policy. Basically, Biden says, blackmails him. You know, you're not going to continue to keep getting support if you don't, you know, toe the line a little bit more. And Begin, who fought the Nazis as a guerrilla fighter, who fought the Soviets as a guerrilla fighter, who had to fight the British, who were, were preventing the Jews who had escaped the Holocaust and so forth, from going to their homeland as the indigenous peoples, you know. He says, and I paraphrase to Biden, my people have survived for over 3,500 years where others have perished. And what he meant by that is the Romans are gone, the Persians are gone, all these ultra-powerful Military forces, they're all gone. He said the Jews survived. Survived them and the Nazis. And he says to Biden, you think your threats against me and my country and my people? Again, I'm paraphrasing, but it's pretty close. That I'm going to get on my knees and beg you? With all due respect, that's not going to happen. That's never going to happen. And so there is another concerted effort by Biden. This time he's going after Netanyahu. Now they like the radical socialist parties in Israel because just like the radical socialists in America, a.k.a. Marxists, they will sell out our country just as they will sell out Israel. You scratch your head, right? Well, we have them too. They're nuts. 
In fact, it got so bad that the Obama administration interfered with the election involving Netanyahu sometime past. He overcame them. But that's what they did. Here's Biden on CNN yesterday. Cut four, go. What will it take for Bibi Netanyahu to get an invitation to the White House? Well, first of all, uh, the uh, Israeli president is going to be coming. We have other uh, contacts. I've been, as you, I think it's fair to say, uh, uh, an unyielding supporter of Israel for over. Of course, he's down. a liar. He hasn't been an unyielding supporter of Israel. He hasn't even invited Netanyahu to the White House. He'll invite everybody else. They'll talk to the Iranians. They'll talk. He's got a uh, endless conga line of cabinet members going over to the communist regime Xi in China, and he's threatening us with war. But there's something about this. There's something about this that Victor Davis Hanson has written about. Of all the countries in the world, especially allies, the Democrats don't treat any other country like this. Biden doesn't talk to any leader of another country like this. None. What is it about this one little country? This Jewish state. Well, these Democrats think they can conduct themselves this way. Trump never did this. Ever. He understood viscerally what was going on. Does anybody believe if the state of Israel didn't exist today, that the Iranians still wouldn't try to build nukes and aim those missiles at Los Angeles and Chicago and New York and everything in between and around? Of course not. Of course not. Go ahead. A couple years, but for as long as I've been around. And um, uh, Bibi, I think, is trying to work through. Menachem Begin couldn't stand this guy. Netanyahu's too much of a gentleman, can't stand him either. But he can't say it. He's worked well with the most radical elements. In Israel, as have the Democrats. He never condemned Talib for her outrageous and continual anti Semitic comments. He's never told. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something what you're going to learn. You genius people in my audience, let me tell you what you're going to hear in this book The Democrat Party Hates America. You're going to see this strain. And most of you aren't Jewish, but you understand what I'm saying. You're going to see this strain of anti-Semitism running deeply throughout the modern history of the Democrat Party. I don't care that there are Jews in the Democrat Party. I don't care that they get 70% of the Jewish. That is stupidity. That is secularism for the most part. Like secular Catholics, which is what Biden and Pelosi are, two of the most radical people to ever promote abortion. Catholics? That's not the view of the Catholic Church, so you get my point. The Democrat Party, when push comes to shove, despite the fact that they've gotten support from 
left-wing organizations, left-wing politicians, Jews and non-Jews. You ready? Has demonstrated it hates Jews. Not everyone in the Democrat Party, obviously. But Obama, even though he's hired by Jewish organizations and slobbered all over by Jewish organizations, I don't care. The facts are the facts. John Kerry, some of the things he said have been grotesquely outrageous. Biden appoints this guy, Malley, who's now under investigation for issues related to classified information. Well, what about Trump? Hey, it's called the Presidential Records Act. The president's a little different than Robert Malley. And by the way, the administration won't tell Congress or the people what this investigation's all about. It's amazing, as I'm speaking of this, Mr. Producer, it's on Fox. That's a complete coincidence, because I started it, and they picked But it's true. The guy's placed on leave. What's the issue? I mean, he's dealing with the Iranians. He's dealing with the Russians. His security clearance is under review. And we don't get any more information. That's the nature of the Democrat Party and their government. Anyway. I want to read something to you. Actually, let me finish the clip, then I want to read something to you. Go ahead, Mr. Medusa. Through his existing problems in terms of his coalition, he has, I, I'm one of those who believes that Israel's ultimate security rests in a two-state solution. Okay, so stop right there. They're facing down an, an, a nuclear-armed Iran. Syria is the enemy. Lebanon is loaded and controlled by Hezbollah. The Golan, excuse me, the Gaza Strip is filled with Hamas. These are all Iran-related type groups. Saudi Arabia has now jumped the shark thanks to Biden. They're all in with China and Russia. As an alliance was being built with Israel, but not lately. And he doesn't like what the Israelis have done. He doesn't like who they voted for. He doesn't like what their parliament has done, the Knesset, in terms of building a coalition together. He doesn't like the fact that you actually have Orthodox Jews who are represented in that coalition. You actually have people who live in these phony settlement areas. I call them phony because Judea and Samaria aren't settlement areas. Any more than Texas is a settlement area. And so here he is, passing judgment on what the people did democratically. He's an election denier. Except in Israel, he's an election denier. He's an election denier. He doesn't like the election. He doesn't like Netanyahu. He doesn't like the Orthodox Jews. He doesn't like the people who live in the indigenous areas of Israel. He doesn't like it. Two-state solution is the final solution for this country. What two-state solution? Anyway, you got to hear more of this. Stick with me. There's a point here. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, 
Average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Here's what transpired June 22, 1982. Joe Biden was a senator from Delaware. He confronted Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin during the Senate Foreign Relations Committee testimony. He threatened to cut off aid to Israel. Here's exactly what Begin said in 1982. Don't threaten us with cutting off your aid. It will not work. I'm not a Jew with trembling knees. I'm a proud Jew with 3,700 years of civilized history. Nobody came to our aid when we were dying in the gas chambers and ovens. Nobody came to our aid when we were striving to create our own country. We paid for it. We fought for it. We died for it. We will stand by our principles. We will defend them. And when necessary, we will die for them again, with or without your aid. Unbelievable. Now, Netanyahu, you see, is too extreme. He's too right-wing, according to Biden and Obama. He said it again. Well, he also said it in November 30, 2022. Here's The Guardian. Daniel Kirsner, a former U.S. ambassador to Israel under George W. Bush, and Aaron David Miller, a U.S. Middle East peace negotiator during several administrations have called for what they described an unprecedented and controversial break from America's largely unconditional military and diplomatic support for Israel if, quote, the most extreme government in the history of the state, unquote, pursues state aims of some of its members. Then there was the Washington Institute, May 31, 2018. Since 2009, Likud Chairman Benjamin Netanyahu has held on to power as the Prime Minister of Israel prior to this government, there were predominantly prime ministers from unity governments, making Netanyahu the most right-wing government formed. So he's the biggest right-winger in 2022. He's the biggest right-winger in 2018. More. New York Times. John Kerry, the Israeli prime minister, publicly supports a two-state solution. But his current coalition is the most right-wing in Israel history, with an agenda driven by its most extreme elements. And guess what? Shortly after he spoke... Uh, I think it was at the Aspen Institute, but it doesn't much matter. Shortly after he spoke, the Abraham Accords broke out. Another left-wing publication, 2016. The most right-wing government ever to exist in the state of Israel in its history. Netanyahu's government. May 23, 2016. Reuters. After a weekend in to digest developments which are expected to be finished in an agreement between Netanyahu and Lieberman. The most right-wing government in Israel's 
year history. 2016, I've got a 2015, 2014, 2013. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. You know, we haven't taken calls in a while, so I will take calls in the third hour. You know, folks, I've talked to you about this before, and Rush and I actually used to talk about this offline. Maureen Dowd is a reprobate. She's a weirdo. She's a left-wing columnist for the New York Slimes, a newspaper that hates your guts, newspaper that has the bloods of millions, the blood of millions on its pages. Maureen Dowd writes a piece about her Republican sister who voted for Biden, but she's leaning against it this time. She's very upset about the way granddad Joe is treating his seventh granddaughter, not even recognizing she is a granddaughter and so forth. Why do we need affirmation from Maureen Dowd or leftists like this and draw so much attention to them? It's all over the place. Did you hear what Maureen Dowd said? No, why do I care? Maureen Dowd said, who cares? Do you know Maureen Dowd and her sister? Who cares? You know, I did a thing on this. several weeks ago, wasn't it, on Fox, Mr. Producer, as well as here? Just condemning them. Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, for their disgusting, disgraceful behavior with respect to this little girl. And it went viral. And you know what the viral part was, Mr. Producer? That I was angry. That Mark lost his cool. It's called passion, but you know, the left will do whatever they can. They're propagandists. And I don't remember being cited and quoted over and over again by conservatives on TV and radio. Do you, Mr. Producer? And I don't even seek it. But it's the weirdest damn thing. I'll give you another example. In my opening statement, some called a monologue, on last night's show, My folks at Landmark Legal Founder, they're not mine, Pete Hutchison, the great president there. I called him and I said, you're a good government group. I want to know. Last six to eight months, leaks from the government to CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, involving the Trump case. These are violations of rules and laws, ladies and gentlemen. So I spent a good amount of time on it during the opening statement last night. All new information. 
all new information. And based on your reaction, it was very important. But it's very important because of our system of justice, such as it is at this at this point, that people know about this, that people act on this, Republicans in Congress, President's lawyers, who I don't talk to, it's not because I don't like them, I just do my own thing. I don't even know them from day to day, I'll be honest with you. But that's aside. And you hear nothing about it, Mr. Producer. Isn't that weird? All the research that they need. <clears throat> I guess if my name were Maureen Dow, they'd get very excited about it. Did you hear what Maureen Dow said? It's really quite remarkable. And this information needs to get out there as much as possible. Now, there are people who are saying, you know, Ron DeSantis, I think Molly Hemingway said something like this. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I think she said he's running an old style campaign. You know, he's not up with the the party, the politics. I think she means, you know, he's not a populist or whatever. Neither am I, by the way. Most populists are socialists, but that's a whole other story. If we understand our history, and I think I do. Your constitution despised populists. That's why we don't have a democracy. Your constitution despised pure majority rule, which is why you have a Bill of Rights. People don't get to vote on your unalienable rights. Populism and, and a pure democracy do not conform with the Declaration of Independence. Your rights come from God. They don't come from the majority. That doesn't mean we don't believe a majority rule when it comes to a whole variety of issues facing us. But even if you look at the vote, we don't do a national popular vote. It's called the Electoral College, and it's the Democrats who want to get rid of it as fast as they can. But that's an aside. I don't think Ron DeSantis is running a poor campaign. I think it's difficult to know what kind of a campaign to run against Donald Trump, Mr. Producer. Don't you? And I think the people who think they know, they ought to put it out there. How would you do it? What exactly would you do? Not all, but an awful lot of Republicans like what Donald Trump did during his presidency. 80% of it, right? If not 100, but certainly 80. Donald Trump became more and more conservative as president than he ever was as a candidate or before he was a candidate as a private citizen. But that aside, people also see that the scorched earth persecution of Trump is an attack on our justice system that can be used against them. And so many people see this, their support for Trump as a support for our justice system. Right or wrong, I'm explaining this for those who need an explanation. Third, a lot of people think the last election was stolen from Trump. How the hell did Joe Biden get 80 million votes? <laughs> I think the, the biggest number before that was 63, 65 million. And Trump got 70 some million. The highest ever, except for Biden. People want to know how that happened. 
Well, you know, in the courts, let me just say this as a footnote. The courts deal with, you have to bring the evidence to a court. They're not going to, they're not going to do the investigation for you. And so the, the, the Biden lawyers knew this. Even all the clown anti-Trump or legal analysts who are on TV, they know it too. It's almost an impossible task. Why? Because the Democrats changed the rules. Using the pandemic as camouflage. We never had drop boxes before. What the hell is that? And the certain placement of drop boxes? What the hell was that? And $417 million in dark money flowed in to the election from Zuckerberg? Apparently legally? What the hell's that? Well, you can't prove there was anything wrong. I'm just telling you about what took place. It's wrong as hell. Problem is, it's not criminal because they changed the rules. Oh, and then you have Pennsylvania Supreme Court and other courts making decisions. Well, we're going to extend the voting time. Say what? You don't have the power to do that, even under the state constitution. Stop us, if you will. You don't have to sign your ballots, your absentee ballot. What? Oh, yeah, you don't have to sign them. Where do most people fail to sign their ballots? In the cities, for some reason or another. Democrat strongholds. And you don't have to date them either. What? The datum, don't have to sign them. We're going to extend the vote. Then there's voter harvesting. Collecting ballots when the election's over. Oh, that's a new one. Oh, yeah. All these things. None of them existed when Ronald Reagan won his two massive landslides. None of them existed when George Bush ran for president, George H.W. None of them existed when George W. Bush won his two races for president. And all these rhinos and the Karl Rove types, the other, the Paul Ryan, type, no big deal, no big deal. And then you got Bill Barr, disgruntled former attorney general, all over the place, flatulating. There was no evidence. Now, even though the U.S. attorney in Philly said he, he tried to pass it on to Barr and he wouldn't take, that guy's a liar, you know. Yes, he is. I'm Solomon. He's a liar, yes. Anyway... So that's what happened to the system. The reason why Republicans in the past at the federal level never, never supported these kinds of changes, which the reason why they tried to kill this and did, H.R. 1, right there, as soon as it was, it was pushed by Nancy Pelosi, and the reason why she wanted to put it in place is they saw how successful they were. They couldn't prove to a single court. And then you have these former federal prosecutors. Is it about former federal prosecutors? They don't know butkus about this stuff. They litigate. That's all they do. There's a constitutional question changing all these rules. And by the way, I want to thank John Roberts and his, his two sidekicks, Kavanaugh and Barrett. Oh, my God, have they screwed us big time in the next election. It's a big problem. So, circling back, those, you know, Ron DeSantis, he's just running an old-fashioned campaign. So is Donald Trump running an old-fashioned campaign. What's he doing that's new-fashioned? 
He's running an old-fashioned campaign. He's going out on the stump. He's put out terrific videos like Reagan used to, and I think they're great. Reagan used to do radio hits. Even his, his phrase, making America great again. That's a phrase that was used pretty close, 1984 election, Reagan-Bush. Same phrase. Very successful. But what is it that he's doing that's so spectacular in terms of his campaign? Nothing. This has nothing to do with the way DeSantis is running a campaign or Trump is running a campaign. People know all about Donald Trump. And people hate the people who are trying to put him in prison. They hate the people who want to see him die in prison. They hate the people who impeached him twice. They hate the people who've criminally investigated him in at least four states. They hate the people who spied on his campaign. They hate the Democrats. The problem, if you will, for the other candidates is they don't have this. Don't get me wrong, it's a cancer. But they don't have it. They're lucky not to have it. But they don't have that kind of anger and frustration and passion working for them. Which is why when you have clowns like Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson and others, and you know Mike Pence wants to come on the show, he's going to be on the show a little later this week, and I think his buddy Mike Short gave him some advice, and I'm going to start hitting Trump. Very dumb advice. That'll get you nowhere. Now, if Trump attacks you, then you attack back. I would. Anyone attacks me, I attack back. Who am I to say? Tax DeSantis, DeSantis should hit back now. But it's not going to matter in that respect. That's why it's so important to do everything you can to get your policy agenda out, particularly if you're a governor, a successful governor, to get out your positions and to keep pounding away, pounding away. If Trump attacks you, take a few swats at him and keep moving. And then maybe, maybe you can work your way up the ladder further. But the indictments are not going to stop him. Then we have people who say he can win the primary, but he, he can't win the general. Could be true. Could be false. But people who are going to vote for Trump in the primary believe he can win in the general. So you're not going to persuade them. Like the idiotic piece that Peggy Noonan wrote. So completely out of touch, in addition to being utterly illogical. And her throw, she throws her vote for Chris Christie, among others. But she only names him. It's pathetic. Meanwhile, the editorial page is trashing DeSantis. On immigration. On a great immigration bill that he signed for the people of Florida. So it's not a matter of DeSantis running a poor campaign and so forth and so on. There are certain things that are going on that, honestly, Trump can't change for the better or worse, or DeSantis can't change for the better or worse. So it's tough to build a 
challenger campaign around that. Not that it's impossible to defeat Trump. It's just tough. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. After the bottom of the hour, I'm going to make uh, this guy, David Jolly, infamous. He's a real slimeball punk who spent much of his life working in the, in the sewer on Capitol Hill for rhinos. and He worked for one guy for many, many years, had his head so far up his butt that he could see through his nostrils. And so when that gentleman, and he was a gentleman, retired, Jolly ran for the seat. And he won. Conservatives never liked him, and for good reason. And then when he went up for re-election, he lost. He lost because they changed the district somewhat on him. And he's had a hate on for Republicans ever since. So he's abandoned the Republican Party. He trashes Trump, and now he trashes DeSantis relentlessly. So, of course, he's endlessly on MSNBC. I'll tell you about him more. You know what company's looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger... Take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk that also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. In a world of pathetic liberal potholes, he's a truck full of hot constitutional asphalt. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Here's the guy, former representative, one-termer, David Jolly, whose constituents kicked his ass out of office. Um, I think, what is the guy's name? The former governor of, uh, I'm not sure, so I won't say, of, of uh, Florida took that seat, but I could be wrong. So he's handed a seat from his former boss who retires, and he loses it. 
He's been on a hate on Trump for years. Now he's on a hate on with DeSantis. And I want you to hear what this guy said about Casey DeSantis. And I want to tell you something, Mr. Jolly. You're lucky you didn't say something like this about my wife or I'd be knocking at your door. Mr. Tough Guy. You don't attack somebody's wife. You have no class. You're a pathetic puke. And you belong in the Democrat Party. You really do. You're not funny. You're stupid. Mr. Producer, would you please do me a favor? Do a Google search on this, the name of this guy's wife. I'm going to see how he likes it in just a minute, Mr. Jolly. And what is it with these people with these jolly names? Joy Reed, Joy Behar, David Jolly. They're all sad sack losing pathetic morons. Hat tip mediaite, speaking of, with their prebubescent Neanderthals there, listening to every radio, watching the TV. Ooh, 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 I, I just heard him say this. Oh, my God. He's lost it. All right. I'm sure they have pictures of Dan Abrams, the founder of the website around, both with and without his hairpiece. The before and after shots. Got to be kind of freaky, though. Here's Mr. Jolly on MSNBC with Mr. Capehart. Another a-hole, if you ask me. No ratings. But that doesn't matter on MSNBC and CNN. Cut 25, go! Casey DeSantis is a fairly compelling political figure in Florida and now nationally. For many, she's the brighter side to Florida's angry governor. For others, she's So stop a minute. So, so, so slow down. So he uses DeSantis' wife to trash DeSantis, the angry governor. You want to see angry, watch Chris Christie. You want to see angry... Look at Nancy Pelosi. You want to see angry and and demented? Look at Joe Biden. I mean, the angry former governor, the angry this. And they all talk fast. All right, go from the top, Mr. Producer. Go ahead. Casey DeSantis is a fairly compelling political figure in Florida and now nationally. For many, she's the brighter side to Florida's angry governor. For others, she's become America's Karen. And I think that's the ultimate disconnect here with a campaign that needs to embrace more constituencies to get to the White House. America's she- Karen. This guy's an obvious misogynist. There will not be a woman's group, certainly not on the left. There will not be a woman's group on the left who will defend her, not one. They've thrown women over the edge on the left in order to get what they want from a Marxist perspective. So they can't define women, even though they can, they won't. They're destroying women's sports all over the country. All these phony women's rights groups. Remember all these groups? You don't hear from them. Now they're tracking, trashing Casey DeSantis. This is the first time. Politico did it. New York Times did it. And trashing what? I admit she's no Jill Biden. I mean, Jill Biden and Joe Biden in a sleazy, adulterous situation got to know each other. And some of you reporters out there, you might be familiar with that kind of conduct. I won't name you over at MSNBC or CNN. Oh, yeah, I know a lot. Comes over the transom and I ignore most of it. But you people are low lives. This guy, Jolly, do we know his wife's name, Mr. Producer? 
Do we know anything about Laura Donahoe? Well, his wife is Laura Donahoe. And she's not even good enough to be a Karen, many people say. I understand many people think. Not a Karen. More like a Broomhilda, I think, Mr. Producer. Now, there's nothing wrong with Broomhildas out there, you understand. But she's more of a Broomhilda than a Karen. Or maybe Dave Jolly's the Karen. You know what? I like that better. Dave Jolly is the Karen of MSLSD. What do you think, Capehart? Johnny? Go ahead. Messenger than Ron DeSantis. But if all she is doing is amplifying the wrong message, she's actually clarifying Ron DeSantis's. Here's Mr. Loser, who served one term in Congress. Now, why would Johnny Capehart bring on David Jolly? Does he have particular insight? None. Is he intelligent? You heard. He's dumb as a rock. Does he have any class? No. When you look up in the dictionary class list, there's a picture of David Jolly. Thankfully clothed, I understand. David Jolly. Go ahead. Oh, this, this ideology, the DeSantis doctrine, if you will, that our culture wars are the most pressing moments, and we are going to invent these culture wars to terrify voters. Oh, we're inventing, we're inventing culture wars, ladies and gentlemen. So those of you who have been protesting in Loudoun County and in school board meetings across America, Democrats, Republicans, Jews, Christians, Muslims, atheists, gay and straight, those of you who have organized to protect your children from the perversion that's being taught to them from the sickening pornography in their little kid libraries. That's a diversion, according to Dave Jolly, and I guess Broomhilda Jolly, I don't know. That's a diversion, America. So what you parents are seeing is nothing. And so this is why most governors will not step into these culture wars. This is why Christie never did, because in his heart he knows he's a coward. Because to do so subjects you to this from the media. Relentless character assassination. Remember when critical race theory, we were told, is not being taught. I remember Joyless Reed saying it's not being taught. What do you mean? Now it's... What's wrong with critical race theory? Don't you want to know what Americans did, white Americans did to blacks? Yeah, I do, which is why I ignore critical race theory. And so you step into these battles, the culture war, this is what they do to you. This is how they beat down Republicans, and this is how you get pieces of crap like Davy Jolly and his Broomhilda. They get invited on TV. They're grifters. They get their... Thousand bucks in appearance. For what? You wouldn't even know who David Jolly is if I didn't play this. Now I want you to remember who he is. Then there's somebody called Tara Setmayer. But anyway, here's uh, K-Part. Go. Simply not a message that resonates. So as I like to say, it doesn't matter if it's presented in heels or boots. The DeSantis Doctrine's a losing one. We're going to learn that. Uh, more you're cases. so clever. What does this guy do, Mr. Brady? Can you tell from anything? What does he do? Is this all he does? Is he like Chris Christie looking for a job? Go ahead. 
gets out there. <laughs> Tara, um, I think David's beating you um, in terms of taking my breath away during a segment. You see, but real you, quickly- see you see, you see, this guy, Capehart, is another a-hole. Stands for minority rights, stands for women's rights, stands against misogyny, stands against MAGA, stands against Trump, stands for women's rights, no glass ceiling, and so forth. And here they victimize the First Lady of Florida with their slanders. Jonathan Capehart's never even met Casey DeSantis. He doesn't even know who she is. <laughs> Do you, Johnny? And then there's Tara Setmer. Nobody knows who the hell she is, but she's there, just like the other potted plants that they have on MSNBC. And they're so proud. The executives at MSNBC, NBC, oh, they're proud of Comcast that owns the whole kit and caboodle. Then they wonder why America's divided. Why won't they come together with us? Bipartisanship. Look at how MAGA's dividing us. Look at how Fox is dividing us. Look at how Levin and Talk Radio are dividing us. Here we are, just having a discussion, trashing for the 4,000th time Casey DeSantis. Why? Because she's brilliant. She's a cancer survivor. A fantastic wife. A beautiful woman. A professional. Incredibly articulate and effective. And so they seek to degrade her and demean her. Like any good Soviet Marxist puke would. That's why Republicans are afraid to step into the culture wars. As if it's not going on, America, right? Oh, of course not. Wasn't going on at Target. Not with Budweiser. No, 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 no. Not with Disney. What's wrong with you? This is how they beat you down. This is how you get brainwashed this is how they change the language this is how they change the culture they turned the brave souls who are standing up to this into the enemy of the people whether it's baking cakes or a teacher challenging the school board you name it they have to be crushed it's not a matter of live and let live it's a matter of we live and you die That's their attitude. I see the media out there pushing very hard now. Brian Kemp and and Glenn Youngkin to run now. The media always needs something. So they interfere with our elections relentlessly. Anyway, Tara Setmayer. Do we know who she is, Mr. Producer? Can you Google her name? Oh, she's a contributor. What does she contribute? What does Tara Setmayer, well-accomplished woman, I assume she's a woman, maybe she can't define it. Look down. Yes, there you are. You're a woman. Go. I'm going to move on to Mike yeah. Pence for a hot second. Uh, America's Karen, David Jolly. Well, I called Ooh, her boy. I called her this, uh, you know, Serena Waterford wannabe needs to cut it out. We see you. So, Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. A Serena Waterford wannabe? What does that mean, Rich? Oh, a Stepford wife. Well, she would know. Tara, a Stepford wife. And so this is a racist attack 
by an African-American lady on a white lady who is the first lady of Florida. The whole Karen thing, the whole Stepford wife, I guess, thing. It's what it is. And by the way, UFC fans, what is it? Handmaid's Tale? The hell is that? I guess we read different books. Mine don't have pictures. Anyway, UFC fans, I was watching the UFC fights. Did you see what a response Trump got, by the way? Huge. They love him. And Dana White, I salute you. And Israel, I forget his last name. Big, big fighter, just because I'm tired. Or was when I was watching. So there's a South African, a white guy who wins this huge fight. And he's going to face Israel, who's from Nigeria, black Africa. That's an eye, right? That's it. Great fighter. He made the most racist comments about the South African fighter. I will never support this Israel punk ever again. He was one of my favorite fighters. Now he's just a loathsome jerk. To really drag the whole arena down into the toilet like that was sickening. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, Take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Why do you have to destroy somebody who believes in something different than you? With a relentless campaign of character assassination. Have I attacked Dave Jolly's wife over and over and over and over again, Mr. Producer? No. I just said she's not a Karen, she's more Broomhilda. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Why isn't Casey uh, DeSantis celebrated? Whether they support Ron DeSantis for governor, uh, for president or not. Why didn't she celebrate it? They did the same damn thing to Melania Trump. Here's, <laughs> here's two women who so outclassed the field, certainly the Democrat field. As professionals, as self-made women. Intelligent, beautiful. Support their husbands. Case of... Casey DeSantis had fought cancer bravely, raising three kids. Melania has to deal with all the crap that's thrown at her husband and her, including indictments at her husband. These are strong, good women. 
And the left hates them the way they hate strong, good minorities like Clarence Thomas and others who don't fit the bill. I'm telling you. And I want to tell you more about this as well as so many other things because I screwed up on the clock. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. I think we found a real Karen here, Mr. Producer. During the break, I looked, and everybody references Politico if they want to know the truth, don't they? Of course. Politico, this is from June 4, 2015, by Kate Bennett. A jolly summer wedding. See, this guy, Jolly, is so into the radical left media that even when he gets married and nobody cares about it, it's in there on their website but let's look let's follow through <clears throat> since he attacked Casey DeSantis as a Karen I'm just reading what they wrote representative Dave Jolly will wed Laura Donahue in Indian Rocks Florida's home district on July 3 this is 2015 Jolly who's 42 and divorced from his wife of 15 years Carrie Jolly was finalized last year First met the much younger Donahue, now 29, in 2010. Wait a minute. So he met her when she was 24, and he was 37, Miss Producer? Well then. When both worked at a lobbying firm, Van Skuyak Associates, Jolly was Donahue's boss. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? At the time, Donahue was listed in the coveted number two. That would be his now wife. Spot on the Hill's annual 50 most beautiful people list. Noting in the accompanying interview that she was a beach lover. Who had a running competition with then married Jolly. Over who could catch the most foul balls at the Washington Nationals game. 
Jolly caught two. Quite the athlete. She only two. Jolly and Donahue, whose spokesperson did not respond to requests for a comment, were engaged early this spring. Wondering what to get the happy couple, how about a candle holder? <laughs> uh, Politico, you never did have standards. So now, who's the Karen here, ladies and gentlemen? Who's the Karen? Casey DeSantis. Who had a professional career. She wasn't working for Ron at the time they were uh, dating, I guess. Who's the Karen? I think Dave Jolly's the Karen. What a punk. What a sleazeball. To attack another man's wife. Well, you are my... No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what, what I need to do. I'm doing what I need to do. I have a platform here. I have a microphone. And you're going to start trashing a candidate's wife. And that's a whole other story. You know, Hillary Clinton, she's the candidate. She's as sleazy as they get. That's fine. Casey DeSantis is not. Melania Trump is not. The Jollies are. You know the Jollies remind me of, Mr. Producer? The Scarboroughs. The difference is Dave Jolly robbed, robbed the crib virtually. Joe did not. I don't even know who's older, whether it's Joe or Mika. It doesn't much matter. But nonetheless, there we are. The jolly summer wedding soon after um, the divorce from his wife. He marries again. Of course, I've married twice. It's all over the Internet. And you know, you know what's funny about this? My wife's maiden name is Strauss. And I don't know if it's Google or Wikipedia or whatever. They keep calling her Julie Price Levin. Prince, Julie Prince Levin. Now, who's Julie Prince? I had no idea at the time. I said, wow, I married Julie Prince. Who is she? And I remember us contacting Wikipedia and others trying to get them to correct it. I mean, if you're going to slander me personally, at least get my wife's name right. And they ignored us. They think it's funny. It's not funny. It's not sad. It's stupid. Turns out there's a director by the same name, Mark Levin. And I think it's his wife, whose name is Julie Prince, Mr. Producer. You know, all we Jews look alike. So, I believe that's what the mix-up is. But we've straightened it out. I mean, my wife's never gone by the name Julie Prince. We're all over the internet for some reason. Our photos are all over the internet. Every time we show up at CPAC, it's all over the internet. Such is the fact-checking of the corrupt Democrat Party media and their phony... Uh, encyclopedia type operations but I thought you'd want to know about Laura Donahue aka Laura Jolly but Jolly apparently gets his jollies by attacking other women sounds like a sicko to me to be perfectly honest with you that's how I feel but you know what 
It's good that he joined the Democrat Party. It's good that he's a Biden supporter. It's good that Cape Hart and the other clowns and buffoons and malcontents bring him on with the rest of the conga line as guests. Because they don't really fit. They don't really have a, a place in traditional America, I don't think. And you and I, we're supposed to abandon all of our principles, all of our morals, values, and belief systems. Because apparently a lot of these people have, at least in some respect. I don't know anything about this guy's personal life. I don't want to know. I'm just reading what's in Politico. They found this absolutely critical. And of course, they had to interview one or both of them or somebody who knows them to know about the whole beach incident, don't they, Mr. Producer? And how many foul balls they caught in the Nationals game. Well, I'll tell you what, that Dave Jolly, he's an athlete. That guy, nobody's ever seen anything like him. Nobody catches foul balls like, like Dave Jolly. Probably been hit in the head with a few, too, I think. Just, I'm just guessing. All these sleazy operations. Johnny Capehart thought it was so funny. Couldn't stop giggling. Like the a-hole that he is. Guy gets no ratings. None. But he's a writer, you know. No, he is? Oh, yes, among the best. He and Maureen Dowd is unbelievable, too. And Peggy Noonan, oh, my God, the best. They're up there. They're up there. We've never seen anything like these writers before. Never. Now, the reason I didn't play the audio of the moron to the left of Cape Hart, as the video goes, I love, as the crows fly, well, the crows fly east and west, north and south. What do you mean? Anyway, it's because she's a nobody. Absolute nobody. All right, enough of this crap. But I, I feel like I got to deal with it because it's so outrageous, in my view. Now we have Joe Biden. Sorry, sorry to upset your dinner, many of you. Joe Biden is everything you and I say he is. He's nothing. The Democrats and the media propagandists say he is. The Praetorian Guard. I now have people, Mr. Producer, using the phrase Praetorian Guard to me as if they just figured out to use Praetorian Guard on the media. You know what? While we're at that, you put together this monologue here. We do this for fun, America. It's not an ego thing. It's not a bragging thing. I don't need to. Where's that uh, China war thing? Oh, where's your monologue? Where's your uh, montage on it? All right, so everybody's writing now, and they're right that China's preparing for war, and they are. China's preparing for war. And we've been banging the pots and pans here, you longtime listeners. Been posting on it. Done Levin TV on it. Did a couple of Fox shows on it. They're preparing for war, and we're sitting on our ass. We're not ready psychologically. We're not ready politically. And we're not ready militarily because our men and women in uniform, the bravest among us, are not getting what they need. We're running out of ammo and so forth with Ukraine. Folks, we were in Afghanistan for over 20 years. I don't remember ever hearing that we were running out of equipment. Do you, Mr. Producer? 
But what? I'm president of the United States. I'm in my Oval Office. I'm talking to everybody. Let's get going, boys. What do you mean we're running out of ammo? As Pat would say, let the other dumb bastard run out of ammo. Why are we running out of ammo? Excuse my French. I don't like using that word dumb, but now and then I have to. So for your listening pleasure, yes, China is preparing for war. June 13, 2022. January 3, 2023. January 11, 2023. February 10, 2023. June 5, 2023. Mr. Producer tells me it goes back much further. There's another five or six, and we agree that's enough. But here is some of it for your listening pleasure. Cut one, go. It's only a matter of time to we're at war with communist China. It's only a matter of time. Not because of us, but because of them. Not necessarily even over Taiwan. But I gameplay these things in my own mind. I play out the different alternatives. If they attack Taiwan and we do little or nothing, what message do you think China's going to take from that? If they attack Taiwan and we confront China, what do you think China's going to do about that? I fear war with China is inevitable. Not because I think it. I think it is a regime that is itching to go to war. But he talks about Xi and China, right? Xi and China. Well, you know, I know I'm a, I sound like a broken record with China, and that's just too damn bad. But China is an enormous threat to this country, and China, at some point, is going to go to war. It's just a matter of time. Communist China. I want you to go online and Google it all you want. Is a nation preparing for war. They have five times as many people as we do. They now have nuclear weapons, the technology they stole from us. They have a serious air force. They have a navy that's larger than ours. And they are pouring an enormous amount of money into this. And so when they present their defense budget and people say, well, they're only spending this, we're spending a lot more. Everybody knows who uses their head that the communist Chinese don't tell you what their budget is. The communist Chinese are on the move. They're on the move in space. They're in the movement on the, the skies, the sovereign skies of the United States. They're on the move geographically in our hemisphere, on Western Africa, which faces Eastern United States. They're on the move with their phony islands and the weaponizing of these islands. They now have more nuke launchers than we do. They have modernized their nuclear forces. We have not. Of course, we can all talk about waste, fraud, and abuse, and the wokeism that's being pushed at the Pentagon, which is a disgusting disgrace. But that doesn't get us where we need to be. If we're going to have men and women in harm's way, those men and women need to be the best prepared, the best armed, and the best protected of all. And I'm deeply concerned about this. That we are not ready for war with communist China. And what the hell do you think they're doing? Communist China, listen, is preparing for war. As a matter of fact, they are prepared for war. They're just muscling up further. No debates over there. Imperial, colonialist, let's cut it 20%. 
Nothing. Not a word. They're moving forward. Anyone gets in the way, they crush All right, enough. I'm back live. Thank you, Mr. Producer. So Janet Yellen, what's with these names? You can barely hear the woman talk, and her name is Yellen. Have you noticed that, Mr. Producer? Can you speak a little louder? She bows three times down to the communist Chinese uh, finance minister. And he doesn't bow once. Not once. He said, what's with her? He's thinking, that's right. Bow, you ugly American. Keep bowing, bowing, bowing. So Joe Biden is so unimpressive in his his own way that they send this unimpressive cabinet member over who followed another unimpressive cabinet member, this idiot Blinken, who always talks like he's constipated to me. Anyway, he talks... Like David Jolly looks, constipated. Every time Biden, by the way, says we're at an inflection point, because, you know, he memorized that phrase like he memorized bottom up, middle out. Um, Every time he says he's had an inflection, I think, okay, the guy finally had a bowel movement. Don't you think that's his inflection point, Mr. Producer? I mean, the fact is, you're 80 years old. There's not a put-down in any respect. Things happen. But you're not president where they happen all over the place. Get my drift. And I would say this to the president to be as helpful as I know. He's wearing those masks, you know, for sleep apnea. He's wearing the masks with the hoses. I recommend Inspire. I have the Inspire. I've never told anybody this, have I, Mr. Producer? It goes on the right side of the chest, so just in case anybody needs a defibrillator or whatever, you still have the left side of the chest. It goes on the right side. It has been fantastic. But they can't afford Joe to be, you know, out. Joe's taken 40% of his time, Joe's been on vacation while he's been president. People are complaining about this. Not me. I said it'll be 98.7% of the time. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The Karens. You make up a pejorative name or use a name to describe... Any stereotype of a woman who's not white, and you'll be pulled off the air. Or you will lose your job, you know, at work. You can throw on Karen. You can have a grand old time. Have a grand old time. And the people who throw it around the most are these white liberal Democrats. It's really kind of sick, isn't it? most of whom have a lot of money and completely out of touch. They've come up with new ways of talking about people that Obama put down at that fundraiser in San Francisco. When was it? 2008, something like that, America. They've come up with new ways. You know, you people out there have faith and like your guns and that. Now you're Karens. Now you're MAGA extremists. Now you're, you're uh, what? 
white racists, white dominant people. You know, they've come up with new names, but they mean the same thing. Now, what do they mean? They hate middle America, regardless of race. They hate it. I'll be back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. All right, kids, let's take a call, Mr. Producer, Mr. Call Screener. To whom shall I speak, friend or foe? (laughs) W.A.B.C. Len, South Windsor, Connecticut. How are you? Great, Mark. Thank you for all you do and your voice uh, speaking uh, truth to power. Uh, I wanted Thank to get you. your. By, by the way, I noticed my cholera was under control a bit tonight. Did you notice that? I wasn't no, I hacking and coughing as much. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that's good. Uh, yes, good <laughs> to you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, in the uh, talking to my uncle May, she's a hundred, and um, wow. they're, uh, Russian Jews immigrated from uh, Russia to uh, yes. escape the programs. And Sunday nights we have dinner, and then after dinner we talk history. And mm-hmm. uh, the the progressive movement in the twenties and thirties was driven underground because it, the American people recognized it as such an anathema to the culture that they drove them underground, if I'm correct, and uh, they changed their name to liberal to camouflage themselves uh, uh, mm-hmm. under the liberty uh, banner. And a chill went down my spine in 2008 when uh, Hillary was on stage with Obama and she pro- proclaimed herself a proud progressive. The hair on the back of my neck stood up because I said to myself, they feel that the By culture- the way, so did the hair on the back of her neck. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and there's quite a bit more than that is on mine, I'm sure. How dare but, you? Uh, <laughs> she's just, is she a Karen? I'm not sure. Anyway. I don't um, know. She might be a jolly for all I know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I, I'm saying to myself, I, do they feel comfortable enough at this point that the culture has descended so far that yes, they, can, they do. it can rear its ugly head again? And yes. my concern is, are we... Are we going to reject it again, or has the culture just drifted? Why do you too think far? I wrote this book? The Democrat Party hates America. They're out in the open. They're attacking everything. They're attacking science, people's private parts. They're attacking the classroom, our children's minds. They're attacking parents. They're attacking pro-lifers. They're attacking the Catholic Church. Quite frankly, they're attacking Orthodox Jews. <clears throat> they're attacking. The whole nature of citizenship and the border. They're attacking our economic system. You're going to learn about all this stuff that's going on in academia, out in the culture, in places that you don't even think about looking into. It's going to be in the book. This book is 100,000 words long. I couldn't have dreamt of writing a 100,000 word long book. I think my longest book before this was 68, 70,000 words. I'm not in the longest book category. You know, it's not War and Peace. But that said, there's a lot to cover. And I think, I wish I had books to give out. I'd give you one. I, I think this book, your call is so important. I think this book is going to lay it out, hook, line, and sinker. It's not enough to talk about this ideology, this school, what's happening. Who's behind it? Who's organizing it? What, what umbrella 
uh, is it that, that, that sort of overlays the entire effort? I'm not talking about every element knows what every other element is doing. They don't need to. They have a common enemy. It's us. And they operate through the Democrat Party, which is more than a political party. It's more than a cultural party. It is the state party. It's the party of government. It exists for the bureaucracy, and the bureaucracy exists for it, just like it does in Marxist and communist regimes, or even fascistic regimes. Same thing. The government doesn't exist with an independent bureaucracy in these regimes. The bureaucracy is owned, paid for, and controlled by a party. And that's exactly what's happened in our country now. For 100 years, they've been building up this bureaucracy. They will shut down the government. Not really, but even figuratively, before they will allow one penny to be cut domestically from any of these departments. Why? Because they own them. They're not going to agree to that. Anyway, great, great call, my friend. Appreciate it. Who's next, Mr. Producer? By the way, if you go to Amazon.com right now, I just looked. 38%, that is 40% effectively. Off the pre-order price of the Democrat Party Hates America. Don't kick yourselves. By the way, I never kick myself anyway. But you know what I mean. Don't kick yourselves. Your party, your birthday's coming up, your holiday's coming up. <laughs> but even if you don't, you got to jump in. You're going to wish you did if you didn't. <laughs> We're going to hit the ground running. And when you can lock in a discount like this, 40%, some of you might say, well, I didn't get 40%, but you will. That's the way Amazon works. If you can lock in this discount, lock it in. Go right ahead, Scott. Yes, sir. Scott in Utah, uh, go right ahead, my brother. Yes, can you hear me? What? I wanted to thank you for, I said I wanted to thank you for standing up for Ron DeSantis' wife. And quite frankly, um, I didn't get to hear the entire portion of, of what you were saying, but I'm hearing many of the criticism from on DeSantis from the Republican side, from the conservative side, from many that support the former president. People that I really liked and respected, Sebastian Gorka, I hear him on the weekends. He's just uh, I'm not talking about other hosts. It's not fair. Uh, they're not there to defend themselves. And honestly, I haven't heard. I'm just too busy. I will say this. I don't have a problem with criticism of any of the candidates. But I have a problem with the way it's done. And I've made that known. Uh, it's one thing to criticize DeSantis. I don't like the kind of, um, you know, it's one thing for me to mock people and so forth. But I don't like it when, it got, when people are running for president in the Republican uh, primary and so forth. Duke it out. I got no problem with it. Duke it out. But I'm just not into the other stuff. Well, they're talking like he's Adam Kinzinger. DeSantis has a four-year track record. I think he's the next Ronald Reagan. Why can't these people say DeSantis is fantastic because he is? Every conservative should say DeSantis is fan fantastic. Well, you can't force everybody to say everything. I will tell you now in Florida, he's a fantastic governor. There's simply no question about it. The idea that you try and paint him as a, uh, who was that, Christie? Oh, that's, you know, Mr. Biddle, who was that governor in Florida? Not Christie. Chris, yeah, what is his name? Everybody's yelling at us now. 
Google it fast. I need to know. Or duck, duck it even better. It's Chris. His last what name was Charlie Chris. Yeah, that's it. Charlie Chris. <clears throat> At least somebody figured it out. And you know what? It's got nothing to do with him. This state is a beautifully run state. He's under attack by the, uh, by the people destroying our culture because he's standing up to Disney, the teachers' unions, all the other perverts and so forth. And he's doing a hell of a job. He's not even, you know, the, the, the gay organizations feel like they have to get involved in this fight. He, he has done nothing about gays, to gays, with gays, anything else. It's nothing to do with gays, of course. But uh, the point is that the transgender community, quite frankly, is such a tiny, 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 tiny percentage of the population. They try to, ex- to universalize and expand their argument. But there's nothing to universalize or expand. We're a country that says, live and let live. Just don't indoctrinate my children. You want to cut this off and add that on? Go for it. I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to know about it. And certainly don't impose it on my kids. That's all. Is that asking too much? And so when you jump into the culture war the way DeSantis has and a few others have, you take these attacks. So he's been a fantastic governor. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Governor Gruesome Newsom was on MSLSD yesterday. This is a guy definitely running for president. What a disaster he would be. He's sort of an articulate Kamala Harris. You know what I mean, Mr. Producer? Cut 19, go. And by the way, this is Jen Psaki, who is the quintessential example of the Democrat who goes into the media and they give her a big job, although she's on a network that has no viewers. Cut 19, go. Do you occasionally turn on Fox no. time and see what happens? No. Just to see? Not occasionally. Um, every night. Every Hello! night. Every night? I thought Pasaki was going to have a triple down economics there, Mr. Producer. <laughs> Go ahead. Democrats should still be appearing on Fox or should they no, not? No, no, they should boycott Fox. Only appear on Jen Pasaki's show. Like Pravda. Over there, they're unfair and unbalanced. Definitely unbalanced over there at MSLSD. I've asked. Pasaki, please move your show to 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Please, please, pretty please. And that's saying a lot. Go ahead. Contributes to the mental health crisis in the state. So on the basis of one's own personal <laughs> conditions, I would not recommend it. My staff is quite literally tried to have interventions with me about it. They say I'm too obsessed with it, but I need to understand it. You want to know what the other side thinks. I don't want to know what they think. I want to see the patterns and what you see are oh. patterns that emerge. <laughs> You know, he's a psycho, but in some ways, he's a likable psycho. Have you noticed that, Mr. Producer? I mean, come on. Listen. The guy, he's got no governor on his mouth. Much like uh, Governor Chris Christie, who needs a clip on his mouth, as well as around his waist. But that's pretty funny, don't you think? Speaking of Chris Christie, he says his election is a big deal and everybody wants him in. Whatever the cut is, Mr. Producer, go. 
Well, you need We're in help. this to win. Oh. And by the way, um, we'll have some announcements this week that are going to show people that the intelligencer is wrong, that there is a broad and wide demand uh, for our candidacy. And yes, our- yes, we've got one black guy, one white guy, one Hispanic guy, one straight guy, one one uh, gay guy. We got a few women, all 12 of my supporters. Very diverse group, ladies and gentlemen. I want to salute all you heroes out there. Thank you. Please, tonight, 40% off. I can't keep saying it. Go look at it on Amazon. The Democrat Party hates America. Check it out. See you tomorrow.